This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Welcome, friend, to our weekly garden party. We hope you brought along your questions because it's time to dish the dirt. On The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio. Well, good morning. Here we are, Charlie, on a Saturday, uh, getting ever closer to Christmas. I know. It's a gray kind of a day. Yeah. I wonder if sure there's is. snow coming, because it it's really a thick sky. Uh-huh. Yeah. I'm not hearing myself. Why am I? All right. So now hey. you're going to scramble okay. around and do what I always do, and you <laughs> laugh at me when I do it. I, yeah, I guess I am. I don't. Turn oh, up the well, volume. No okay. <laughs> wrong, wrong set of ear thingies on. Okay. Uh, thingies. That better? No. no That's better. a serious no radio <laughs> term. Radio thingy. I have no idea. Oh, well, there were people sitting over there, and they mixed everything up. All right. I'm going to talk while you, while you diddle you about. Uh, okay. So what's coming up? Uh, well, you know what? Actually, one of the things I want to tell you about was last weekend, I hosted, I and my brother hosted a 90th birthday party for my dad. So happy belated birthday, dad. It was a ton of fun. Um, just the immediate family, nice dinner in a private dining hall in his uh, retirement residence. But it was great. I mean, the grandchildren made speeches, and my dad made a speech about, you know, changes he's seen in the last 90 years. Wow. It was great. I think partly why it was so great is I brought a case of wine, Mm -hmm. and everybody was well lubricated and (laughs) chitter-chatter, chitter-chatter. Nobody wanted to leave, right? Yeah. And, you know, the the staff were going, oh, you were supposed to be out of here like an hour ago. (laughs) Like, would you leave? Yeah, yeah. No, no, we're staying. Well, Cam, congratulations on reaching that milestone. Good for you. Yeah, so it was a very fun party. Yeah, that's Bottom terrific. Line. Good, good. I'll remind you again as well. Oh, do you want to do the phone numbers before oh, I remind you? Oh, I better you? do that because uh, we want folks to call in. Sure. Okay? Uh, if you're in the Toronto area, here, here's what you do. Call 416-360-0740. And then anywhere in the province, it is toll-free, 1-866-740-4740. And if you're a first-time caller... Let Sebastian know, our operator, and he'll pass that message on to me. And when you get to the air, yeah, yeah you get your garden wings, wings okay? Our the mantra best. is call early, call often, one question per call. And we've had some very yeah. clever callers who have you know, abided by the mantra and have been able to call in twice yeah. in one show. You know, if, if the, so you got a couple when of the questions. That's open, how you do it. That's the way you do it. Uh, just a reminder that there, there is that free lecture at the Royal Botanical Gardens this mm-hmm. Tuesday evening, 7 to 8 p.m., it's all about the Coots Paradise Restoration and Adapting to Extreme Weather. Uh, they did have some severe damage to the shoreline where they've been doing some remediation mm-hmm. and efforts to uh, keep the um, carp out of the harbor there. The barriers were all knocked down. Now, of course, the balance has been knocked out of whack. So bottom line is uh, ties, ties, uh, 
Tiesmeyer, I think is how you pronounce his name. He's head of natural lands at RBG, is going to be presenting an informative uh, information se- mm-hmm. session. So that's, uh, like I said, 7 o'clock this Tuesday night, 680 Plains Road West in Burlington. Reserve your seat at rbg.ca. Very good. Okay. Well, we got folks waiting to talk to you, so let's clear the decks a little bit here, and we'll come back and get out to Mrs. Saga to say hi to Barbara in just a couple of moments. You're listening to The Garden Show here on Zoomer Radio. Frank Proctor along with Charlie, and we're going to have a good time today. Join us. Don't change stations just because the weather changes. Garden tips and advice all year round. This is The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio. And uh, Charlie, as mentioned before our commercial break there, we're heading out to Mississauga to say hi to Barbara. Good morning, Barbara. Welcome to the show. Good morning. Um, I so much love your show. Thank you. Um, I've got a, a question about an, an angel's trumpet. Uh-huh. Um, I, um, it was too big. I take it out of the ground in the fall and put it in the back of the garage, mm. but it was too tall to fit. So I went and I cut the pieces off, and, of course, I put them in water, and I've got um, pretty good root going on, but I don't know, should I be putting, when the root gets long enough, should I put them into soil? Yep, you should. But, I should. But make sure that it's a clean, never-been-used-before uh, soilless mix or potting mix that you, okay. that you okay. pot okay. into. Okay, okay, super. All right? And so just buy some fresh. Don't reuse. Uh-huh. And, uh, yeah, absolutely. The sooner you get it out of the water, into the soil, the happier the plants will, the little cuttings oh, will be. okay. Okay, and then... And, and, how often, how do I know, like, how often to water? I mean, I guess I just check the soil to see. Yeah, like, if... don't go into huge pots. Like, preferably probably four-inch pots is what you want. Okay. So, again, uh-huh. clean pots, clean soil, plant little cuttings into that. Water thoroughly when you do that transplanting. And then okay. sunny windowsill, uh, depending on the weather and the temperature in your home, you know, just check. Mm-hmm. Feel with your, with your finger. When it starts okay. to feel quite dry on the surface, water. And water uh-huh. thoroughly so water comes out of the bottom of the pot. Okay, super. So now, they're actually, um, the cuttings I've got, like, it was like six feet high, so I cut it back um, probably like two feet. So it's they're two feet high, and they've still got green leaves on them and everything. Amazing. So you've got roots coming off those two-foot cuttings. Yes, the, wow. the roots are like about three or four inches long. Mm. All right, so you are going to need something bigger than a four-inch pot, but okay. don't get too big because um, it's too shocking to the plant. Um, yes. Uh, depending on what you might have kicking around in your garage from other plants that you've purchased and planted. I mean, there's one liter pots that uh, perennials are often sold in, one liter, one gallon. They tend to be oh. a, a bit narrow and tall rather uh-huh. than short and wide, which would be okay. uh, which would be good for that kind of a size. Okay, uh, super. Cutting. Okay, that, that's great. And and uh, there are like four of them, so should I put each of them in their own individual? I would. Otherwise, yeah. the roots are all going to grow together, and eventually you're going to have to you know rip them all apart. So if you have okay. the room and the ability to you know let them be in four different pots, do it. If you're really tight for space, then yeah, you're right. You might have to double them up okay great for now and then you can separate them in the spring okay thank you so Super, much Barbara. thanks Love for calling thank, thank you. you for joining us here on this uh, saturday morning as we head ever closer to santa's arrival mm-hmm. uh, speaking of santa have you got your christmas tree up 
Yeah. Oh my gosh. Shirley has. It's beautiful. I'm, yeah. I'm telling you. And over the fireplace, get the mantle with lights and they all twinkling. Oh my, my god. Yeah. It's really, really quite beautiful. Wow. So you and live it, in like a Christmas wonderland. I am. Yeah. And she's done all the work, which is really wonderful uh, for me. You should be dressing yeah. up as Santa because you could fit right into that. She could anyway. I could be one of the elves. Oh. I'm that, I'm good that small. Boy. And you know. you're that young. <laughs> oh, thank you. Uh, Marianne in Toronto, waiting patiently on the line while we. Kibitz about. Hey, good morning, Marianne. Uh, good morning. Thank you for taking my call. I love your show. Thank you. Um, I have a uh, question. A package of tulip bulbs mm. were overlooked mm. in the trunk of the car and never got planted. Do they have a future? Uh, you know what? If there's any possible way you could get out there today, you could probably still dig into the soil and plant them. Oh, that's great. See, that's the thing. You've got to get them. They're either gar- like compost or you plant them outside or you plant them in pots and force them to grow inside, which would mean planting them in pots and sticking sticking them in the fridge for the next 10 weeks. Right. So, But you, there is a window of opportunity here because the, just the surface of the soil has started to get crusty. Like if you've got somebody with a sharp shovel who can, you know, get down, you just want them down, you know, six inches basically. Right. Get them in the ground today if you can. That's what I would do. Well, thank you very much. Well, it sounds like a very timely phone call there. Yeah, really. Because the next (laughs) few days, we're going to be frozen salt. You wouldn't be able to plant them in the next few days because it's going to get pretty cold. Yes. Marianne, are you uh, getting set for Christmas or are you all... Um, I'm working towards it. I think <laughs> that's like pretty me. well the case for everybody, huh? <laughs> Except yeah. you. Yeah. We don't all have a Shirley, you know, Frank. Uh, that's right. That's right. <laughs> I'm going to borrow Shirley. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to uh, borrow some thoughts from Marie out in Port Hope in just moments after these words here on The Garden Show from Zuma Radio. Fur and feathers and bugs of all size. There's more going on in the garden than you realize. Should small creatures become a big problem, then you've got The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Exclusively on Zoomer Radio. Well, Charlie, here we go. I think you should do the numbers again. Oh, yeah, sure. Just Uh, a thought. Alrighty, we've got a couple of lines open. Good idea. In Toronto, call 416-360-0740. And then anywhere in the province, toll free, 1-866-740-4740. And there's Marie in Port Hope. Hi, welcome to the show. Hi, Marie. Good morning. Good morning. What's going on at your place? Well, I have a little bit of a problem. I have... uh, Two boxwoods that I have in tubs on my front veranda, mm-hmm. and um, I usually have some help getting and putting them in the garage for the winter. I don't have the help right now, and they're very heavy. I'm just wondering if I can somehow leave them on the veranda and maybe cover them with burlap or whatever. What direction does your veranda face? Do you know? West. Mm. And it was very windy last night. I pulled yeah. them right in as far as I could. You're good. So closer to the house, out of the wind? Yes. <clears throat> out of the wind? Okay. Um, okay, so if you can't move them off the veranda because of the weight, you're right. Uh, two things. One is make sure they're very well watered. And like you said, tuck them in as close to the house, out of the wind as you possibly can. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
ensure that they are thoroughly saturated because we do have some super cold coming. So you want to make sure that when they do, the ground freezes in those pots, which it could even be now, but maybe it's not. So just room temperature water into the pots. Make sure that when it does freeze, it's it's like a little frozen ice cube. And okay. then burlap, yes. You could go to your local uh, Home Depot or, or whatever, uh, wherever there's a garden center. They should have burlap still out for sale now. And you're going to want to wrap plant and pot loosely in burlap. So not a tight, uh, you know, you're not doing a tourniquet on the whole thing. No. What you're trying to do is you're trying to shield the plant from the wind and the sun. Because evergreens, because boxwood is an evergreen, if it's subjected to wind and sun when it's all frozen solid... Moisture will be lost out of the leaves because of the wind and the sun. Right. But there's no way for moisture to go back into the plant because the roots and soil are all frozen. So that's when they turn yellow, when they, yes. they become desiccated. So, yes, if you can break that wind with a couple of, you know, wraps around, like not just a one layer wrap, I'd go two or three times around soil okay. and pot. And then you can staple the, uh, you know, sometimes people sew it up, but you can staple it uh, or um, tie it, however kind of works but just make it kind of a loose wrap right keep it loose not too tight that's right you don't want right. and it's really tight also you can end up trapping cold air inside when it gets cold at night it gets cold inside that burlap you know mess and then in the daytime the cold sits there so the looser it is the more you do need some air flow you just don't want a lot of intense uh, wind or sun on the plant okay now okay. should i be watering it throughout the winter um, there's really no point in watering it unless we get a warm spell. If we get a warm spell and things start to thaw, then absolutely yes. But for now, just water it so that when it does, I mean, I'm just looking next week, we're talking minus 10 as a high on Wednesday. Yes, exactly. So when it's that cold, there's there's no, everything will be frozen. So make sure it's it's lots of water in there before it freezes. Okay, just do it real good. Yeah, watering like today. Yeah. Okay, I see. Okay. And just hope for the best. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and that's right. And if we get like minus forty for a two-week period, they may die just because it's so much colder above ground than in the ground. But if we have a mild winter like we did last winter, they'll be fine. Okay. This is it better though if it's in the garage and protected. Yeah, it is. I don't I don't have to wrap it then. No. No. Oh, okay. No, the advantage of the garage is that you've got the garage walls uh, protecting the plant, obviously, from the wind and the sun, but it's also tempering some of the extreme temperatures. So it's always good, even if it's, uh, you know, unheated, uninsulated garage, it's still going to be a little warmer in the garage than it is outside. Absolutely, which, which especially is good. last night was so windy. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Okay, I will give that a try, and I thank right. you so much for your help. Thanks for calling. Thanks, Marie. Enjoy well, your show. Thank you. Thank you very much for joining us here on a Saturday morning. And boy, I tell you, as I've mentioned, we broadcast live and direct from Liberty Village mm-hmm. at the Zoomerplex. We do. We are just going to be a sea of red a little later on this afternoon oh, because of the uh, TFC. TFC, the big game. The big yeah, game. So it's a good thing the snow held off. It was yeah, supposed to snow today. Yeah. But it's going to be a little chilly out there. So, you know, yeah, if you're dress. planning on going to the game, it well, be a Well, they got those special scarves, Yeah, right? yeah. And, you know. Yep, isn't exactly. Isn't that a thing, soccer scarves? Oh, I guess it is. Yeah, you're right. About 14 <laughs> Hopefully they're warm, long. yeah. <laughs> okay, let's uh, get out to uh, Vicky in uh, somewhere in Toronto. And a first-time caller. Oh, nice. Welcome Hello, to the Vicky. show. Thank you. Um, I have a small hibiscus plant that I took in. It's in a, a four-inch pot. Okay. And it it has the buds, but the buds are not opening. Is is there a problem with the soil or? Uh, well, okay. So how tall is the plant? 
It's not very tall. It's about maybe six inches tall. Oh, yes, it's quite little. And yeah. so it's so I mean, it's got the buds are big. Like, is it? The yeah, buds it are bloomed than all the summer. I had it on the veranda. Uh-huh. It bloomed all summer. Beautiful, okay. big flowers. Nice. And then when it started getting cool, I took it in just inside yeah. the entrance yeah. of the house. And the buds are there, and they they don't open; they fall off. Okay, so where you've placed it now is it getting any direct sunlight? No. Okay, so it should. If you want oh. those buds to to actually open, and you want the plant to progress and look somewhat like it looked in the summer, you've right. got to get it into more sun. Okay. If you don't so maybe have, maybe I should put it on a, on a south window. Yes, that'd be perfect. If you have oh. a south window, put it there. Now those buds may still drop, but uh-huh. you will continue to see more leaves will grow and more buds will grow if you can give it lots of sun. Otherwise, okay. it'll just sit there and it'll be a little green plant all Christmas, all Christmas, all winter. Yeah. What uh, about if, watering? Um, when it's dry, you'll be able to tell the leaves. Leaves will turn, they'll get a little bit limp. They'll also oh, lose okay. their shine. Uh-huh. Uh, with a little tiny pot like that, well, it could be every couple of days that you water it because that's right, a fairly small right. pot. Okay. It would be a good idea to get that plant into a six-inch pot this uh, February or March coming up. Okay, in okay. the spring, yeah. yeah. Okay, great. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. I love your program. Thank you. Thanks for calling. Thank you. Bye-bye. Nice to have you with us here on this Saturday morning. And boy, a first-time caller starting to get through oh, on the line here. Good. Yeah, here's a... Mike. That's for Mike in Toronto. Hi, Mike. Welcome to the show. Hello. Hi. Hi. How are you doing? Good. Great. You've got wings uh, now. I uh, heard so you your um, <laughs> uh, show for the first time last week and thought I would call in this week. Oh, great. Uh, so my question is uh, for Charlie about uh, soil richness. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a back garden or garden in the backyard, raised uh, boxes where I grow the uh, veggies, uh-huh. uh, mostly tomatoes. Okay. And every fall, I put in mulched leaves uh, uh-huh. from the trees yep. uh, and uh, leave them over uh, until the spring. Mm-hmm. And then in the spring, I plant my tomato plants with a handful of uh, tomato fertilizer and a handful of uh, manure, sheep or uh, cow, depending on the year. Mm-hmm. Mix it up, put them in, and there you go. Uh-huh. This year, I'm thinking of adding uh, a couple of inches of compost throughout I know compost is excellent, but I also know if I have soil that's too rich, I get plants with lots of leaves right. and no tomatoes. Right. Uh, so I'm wondering if that's a concern. Okay, so you've had good success doing what you've been doing. Tell me yep. about this handful of fertilizer. What kind of fertilizer allows you? Uh, depends on any tomato fertilizer. Just a hand, uh, handful, a small handful, mix it in the hole. Uh, with uh, with a handful of uh, manure and yeah. uh, mix it all up good, then no, put the plant in. Okay. I usually I grow them from the seeds, so I usually okay. have a good uh, good sized plant with good roots, and uh, just put it in, and uh, there you go. Okay, so that that's all good. I just was yep. wondering um, what fertilizer. Could you put a handful uh, in? But you are look You're reading the instructions, obviously, and it's saying. Oh yeah, 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 like, yeah. Different you know, fertilizers, yeah. nothing special. It's Five all tomato fertilizer. Per square meter. It's around the same type of yeah. uh, of uh, you know as. Um, sort of uh, strength and mm. uh, okay. it's a small handful each one. Good. Well, you recognize that. I mean, this is. Do you make your own compost? No, I don't. Oh, okay. I used to, but it's too much trouble. So I'm thinking of buying sort of a half a. Half a yard and uh, just oh, okay. uh, spreading it all over. And has the surface of the soil in the raised beds dropped over the years? Are you down an inch or so from where you were a couple of years ago? Uh, yep. Yes. 
Yeah, yeah, so that's a good reason to add compost. Yep, I would do it. Yeah, I would do it. Yeah. Mix it in though. Do don't just lay it on the surface. Do a bit of a mix so that oh, yeah. mix you know, it the, in. the top sort of six inches. Compost. Yeah. It, I mean, depending on the source of the compost, it's it's traditionally made from 100% organic materials that have decomposed into a very lovely, rich looking yeah. soil. Not so yeah. rich in terms of nutrient, but. Offering a lot of the wonderful bacteria and the mycorrhiza and all the little microorganisms that, yeah. in conjunction with your manure, will chew up your leaves, which you've put in there, right? Which yeah. will, again, contribute to that organic matter and contribute to a slow release of nutrient. That right. handful of fertilizer is an initial hit of a synthetic fertilizer, which the plant can access right away. And then throughout yeah. the growing season, you've got that sort of slow release of nutrient from all this organic material. So I would, I'd run with it for sure. Do it. All right. You'll have all right. an excellent crop. It's going to happen this spring then. We'll be over with our <laughs> bushel baskets to help you do some harvesting. It sounds to me, Mike, like you're going to be a regular <laughs> caller, and I hope so. That's, that's Thanks terrific. Thanks so much. Thank you for joining Thanks, us here yeah. on the uh, Garden Show Don't from be a Zuma Radio. Exactly. <laughs> I'm going to repeat the phone numbers with a, a prime reason here. Four one six three six zero. 0740 and then anywhere in the province toll free 1866 740 4740 uh and by golly we're going international now of course yeah right across the border to gasport new york and there's jerry who is oh. a first time caller nice. as well good Welcome. morning jerry hey good morning charlie and frank good morning yeah what i have is uh five large pine trees in a row 60 to 70 foot tall, mm-hmm. and uh, the one on the north side um, has a lot of pine cones on it, and none of the other ones have any pine cones on it. Huh. Well, what about last year? Did you notice? Um, I think it was the same thing. Usually, um, many times plants will... Okay, so remember, any of the evergreens do not flower, so they don't get those flashy flowers and then fruit that we think of as what we want, but of course inside the fruit are the seeds. So pine cones or spruce cones, fir cones, they're all about the seeds. So obviously the one plant is creating an, a lot of seed, the others not so much this year, but typically we'll find that when a plant has a bears heavily one year, it typically will be a light seed producing year the following year so there's there's sort of the ups and downs of the ability to produce all this seed because it does take a ton of energy it's a quite a you know costly um, process for the plant to create all that seed but all plants want to do it it's you know number one priority to pass on the genetics so I wouldn't be surprised if in the last few years the others have been heavier bearing in cones and you're just seeing a bit of a of a um you know a pattern if you if you keep watching it sounds like you're watching for sure that you'll just see that the opposite next year that the others will perhaps have cones and this this one won't so i wouldn't be concerned if that's what you're asking oh you think that was because one was planted at a different time than the others maybe not when they're that kind of size. Like they've reached their maturity. They all have the potential to make uh, cones when they're 60 or 70 feet tall. They're, you know, 50 years old. So they have reached their sexual maturity. The way it works is you've got the male pollen releasing from the top of the tree. F- air and wind flutters the pollen down to the female cones, which are ready to be pollinated down below. Once they are pollinated, you see the, the real cones grow. <clears throat> okay. And, wow, and so it's it's just something that yeah it just happens, um, you know. Sometimes it's weather dependent. It's you know 
temperature. We had a really, in our area, and I'm sure you were the same, had a lot of moisture this past spring. Right, right. And a cold spring. So it was, you know, that prolo- that put off every, all the plants were slow to even set uh, seeds and flowers and all that sort of thing or initial cones. But yeah, keep a journal or take some photos and just keep taking photos. And I think you'll find that it'll, it'll balance out. The others will step up in the future and this one will go down a bit and then, you know, they'll, they'll take turns. Yeah. I thought I thought the other ones were maybe dying. This do, one was. Do they look green and healthy? Yeah, they're all green and healthy. Yeah, no, don't worry about it. No, they're probably not dying. They just probably put a whole bunch of energy into something else. Unless there was something, was there construction around them in the last? Yeah, there few was around the one. Oh, okay. So because uh, that, that can have impact. In the last couple of years, and we cleaned out, cleaned out all the dead stuff around that one. Uh-huh, okay. So maybe it encouraged it too. Oh, maybe, yeah, absolutely, because they need air, they need sun. So, yes, cleaning out debris and, and underbrush certainly is a good thing in most cases to help the plant uh, achieve its sort of best, um, you know, fruition, because that's what they want. They're, all the plants want to, not that they're thinking about it, but they're all sort of genetically programmed to set seeds. That's what sort of it's all about. Okay. All righty. All right. Well, you guys have a great yeah. holiday. Thank Let you very much, know. Jerry. Give All us right, a bye call bye. next year. I want to hear about those other four pines. Okay. Yeah. Thanks, right. Jerry. A uh, list of things to do. Charlie has just loaded up Jerry's uh, work, <laughs> work uh, for next year already. Hey, uh, let's head off to um, my hometown, London, Ontario. Oh, yeah. And there's Joe. Good morning, Joe. Hi. Morning. Good morning. Um, glad you could take my call. Um, I've got a 12... 12, 14 foot apple tree. Mm-hmm. This year I had lots of blooms on it, lots of apples, and uh, they were about uh, two or three inches tall. I went back down a couple of weeks ago uh, later, mm-hmm. and the whole thing was stripped. Oh. And I, I couldn't even find one. There was a lot, there was must have been a, about 100 apples uh, on it. Wow. And I couldn't, there's not even on the ground. Hmm. So I'm thinking squirrels, maybe. Yeah, but squirrels will kind of take a few bites and then drop it. They rarely yeah, eat the whole this apple. This is the thing I couldn't find nothing even on apples. the ground, huh. which I normally do tall. every year. You know. Yeah, are there deer in your area? No, no, no. It's a fence yard. Wow. Neighbors, you've got you've got some <laughs> sneaky neighbors jumping yeah, the fence at night. Sneaky neighbors. Because <laughs> <laughs> to have them all missing. Every, not even on the ground. Uh, and you don't live in bear country because bears will no, definitely no, strip no, apples. No. It's, a, it's, a, um, um, it's like something if they're all gone and like you said, everyone. not even on the ground. Nothing. Um, I'm. I'm, I'm it, it's I, something I, took them. Yeah, wow. I mean, like if they were on the ground, like a rabbit will nibble them on the ground. Yeah. A squirrel will yeah. take some bites yeah. and drop yeah. it or bury it. That's. I mean, I'm thing. used to you know them seeing you know they take a few bites and yeah. throw it on the ground. Yeah. I know they're usually up there throwing apples at each other. I know. They're too heavy for them to stick in their cheeks. I'm I'm surprised that I couldn't find anything on the ground. I think you know what? You're going to have to set up one of those uh, cameras, you know, those motion (laughs) cameras. Uh Who's the thief? Next year, let's find out who's been sneaking around in your apple tree. over the fence. (laughs) (laughs) Well, okay, there's no real... Nothing. I well, I don't. There's nothing. There's nothing the matter with the tree. Yeah, good. Well, like as I say, it produces every year. Yeah. But I, it was just that this year. It's a mystery. I'm shocked. I, I don't yeah. know what to think. What uh, to do? Gee, if you ever discover why, give us a call back. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Have I catch the neighbor? Yeah, yeah. See if they're eating a lot of apple pies or apple crumble yeah, so, these days. Uh, and, uh, you, know, you hear about porch thieves. You know, uh, <laughs> people running up to grab a package. Yeah. Okay. That's thank, right. thank you so much, Joe. Yeah. <clears> crazy. Uh, yeah, because how, mystery. I mean, unless somebody, if anybody's listening, 
has a thought that I'm not thinking of on this, please let us know because I just who and what would eat and and make every apple just disappear other Hmm. than a person. I'm not. I can't imagine. Do you smell uh, apple pies being baked in the neighborhood? Mm -hmm. Already. Let me repeat the phone numbers. We have to take a little bit of a break, and we're going to come back talk to another first time caller. But uh, just in case you you have just discovered AM seven forty Zoomer Radio, and this is the Garden Show. So you want to call in, have a word with Charlie by all means. Four one six three six zero zero seven forty, and then anywhere in the province, toll free one eight six six seven forty four seven forty. As mentioned, we'll be coming back to go to Unionville to say hi to Don in moments. Daffodils and daisies, bluebells and begonias, forsythia and foxgloves, marigolds, magnolia, lavender and lupins, dahlias, delphiniums, stalks, fox, hollyhocks, tulips and sweet williams. You've picked the right place for everything floral. This is The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio. And uh, Don, it's a, a pleasure to welcome you on the uh, on the air here. First time caller okay. from Unionville. Nicely done. Uh, good morning and welcome. Good morning, Frank, and good morning, Charlie. I just wondered about a Japanese maple that we have. Mm-hmm. The tree is not losing its leaves. I know. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> and it's it it's always brown, use, usually loses its yep. leaves. And that's it. Yeah. No. Absolutely. It's been a it's been a very interesting autumn in southern Ontario. There are many trees that have not dropped their leaves this fall. Mm. The leaves have been frosted. They're brown. They're shriveled and curled up, but they're still hanging on the trees. It's totally a physiological um, process when trees do lose their leaves. And we obviously didn't have the correct weather conditions for that process to full to go beginning to end. So we got the frost that killed the leaves, but we didn't actually get the the cell death. That's called an abscission layer that forms and causes the leaves to drop. And it's a nice clean drop, and it's nicely um, healed, if you will, as the leaves are dropping. It's not an open wound. So we just didn't get the weather conditions. That didn't happen. The leaves are holding on. They may just stay on all winter. As soon as the new leaves grow, they're definitely going to drop off then. Okay. (laughs) So don't worry. My 93-year-old gardener mother said, oh, the tree's dead. The tree's dead. no, no. (laughs) Nope. Tell your 93-year-old gardener mo- grandmother that we haven't seen this ever. In particular with Japanese maples, they're usually bright red and orange, yeah. and they beautifully drop all those beautiful leaves. Yeah. But this year, oh, I've got several plants, and I've certainly seen in my travels many other trees and shrubs that are still in full leaf. Has it been that, that much of a, a changeable year? Uh, it's an odd fall. Year? I mean, look, look yeah. we didn't even get good fall color this this That's autumn, true, yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. We, it, it was, you know, we had a little bit of sporadic color, but not nearly what we've had in the past so you know just it was an so again the physiological process wasn't able to happen to cause the color to show right we need those crispy nights and those sunny days in order for the green to disappear and all the reds and yellows to show up so yes autumn was weird and the trees are showing it but they should be just fine in the spring i wouldn't worry okay Okay. thank you very much thank you don thanks for asking that that's a good question yep and uh everyone have a good day uh sticking right here at Zoomer Radio. Uh, we got time. Yes, we do, of course. Bob in Mississauga, next on the line here. Good morning, Bob. Welcome to the show. Good morning, uh, Frank. Good morning, Charlie. Good morning. Um, I have three fruit trees. Mm-hmm. I have a pear, a plum, and an apple. Mm-hmm. Last year, the pear tree bore, and um, the fruit just fell off. 
what I noticed was the leaves have this kind of a rust color thing on it. Mm-hmm. And so, so I pruned the tree this year. The apple, um, the fruits are growing, and they're nice and big, but they have these little worms in them. Right. So I pruned that also this year. With the plum tree, I find that the branches are kind of black, and mm. some of them have some like glue yeah. that's coming out it of it. It looks like they have tumors on them, yep. Yeah. Yeah. And I also pruned that. Now, what can I do to protect them for next year? Okay, so a couple of things. All right, so the pear, the plum, and the apple, all of them, for the purposes of protection, need to be sprayed in the spring with something called dormant oil. Dormant oil? Yep, and they will be dormant when you spray them. So it will be March, April, very weather-dependent. It must be above zero. Uh, it must There must be no rain in the forecast, and there must be no wind. But you'll go to your local garden center. You'll pick up a—it'll be a box, and it'll say dormant spray kit. And inside the box will be two bottles. One is horticultural oil. The other is lime sulfur. You, those two liquids are mixed together with water as per instructions. The tree is sprayed extremely thoroughly till it's dripping. So Underside it's, the leaves and Well, there's all no that. leaves, oh, right? Leaves, course, Dormant. Yeah. But, but absolutely, every side, every angle of mm. every branch, the trunk, everything, dripping. And that will help protect the plants from any overwintering insects or diseases that are on the surface of the plants, the, the trees. Um, in terms of pruning, though, um, do your pruning, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> in uh, very, very late winter, early spring, before that dormant spray. That's the right time to prune fruit trees to maximize your fruit and also to, you can really see the form of the plant because there are no leaves. So uh, in terms of the, the actual um, shape of the tree. You can really see where to prune to where the next growth will come from. Well, now, actually, I've already pruned them because there were no leaves on them. Okay, so they, so you just pruned them, you mean, in the last few weeks? Yes. Okay. All right, so that's done. So that's fine. Um, and the other thing is your plum with those, uh, the weepy, sticky-looking stuff and the, the bulbous, tumor-like growths, that is a disease, a fungal disease called black knot. It's very, once it's in the tree, it's very hard to eradicate this disease. What we always recommend is that you do prune out those uh, very obvious um, swellings, but each of your pruning cuts needs to be at least 18 inches away from or in towards the center of the tree, away from those swollen bits, and your pruners should be cleaned with rubbing alcohol in between each cut so that you're not reinfecting the tree okay uh, because again that's an internal fungal disease that is causing that to happen okay. ultimately if the you know the it's weeping and it's the bark is all cracked etc right to the main trunk then the tree is in the process of dying so that will just be a slow death but it will die if you can't remove all the uh, the growths so that can be a problem plums are very susceptible your pear and apple are not so oh, specific boy. to the plum because the year before it was Blooming had a lot of fruits, lots. Oh, nice. of fruits. I even get yeah. to my neighbors. Wow! And and last year, nothing. 
Yeah. Mm. Yeah, fruit trees have their challenges. They are very, very tasty because they make such tasty fruit. Obviously, you know there's lots of tasty liquids inside the the stems and branches as well. So insects and diseases do thrive on fruit trees, and they do take some extra care as a result. Okay. All righty. Thank you very much. All right, Bob, thank you for joining us here on Saturday morning. Really an interesting call, huh? And I've seen that kind of bulbous growth on trees. wondered myself what that that was. Well, yeah, plum. Get it and cherries. You'll Uh see it in the wild. You'll see it on like wild cherries as well and wild plums. That's the thing, though, with fruit trees. We that's where we as horticulturalists kind of fail the public too. Is we set up this dream of plant a fruit tree and then every morning before breakfast go out with your bushel basket and pick some fruit for the family to have with their breakfast and it's all just lovely and the sun shines and (laughs) not realistic and everything's perfect. (laughs) No, it's not realistic. Fruit trees very specific prune at very specific times, uh, definitely that dormant spray every single spring and sometimes even in the fall right. when they're dormant because it's all about protecting them from insects and diseases to get to maximize the quality and quantity of your fruits. Okay. Uh, the clock is our enemy, of course, and I'm mm-hmm. looking at the... Oh, it's time for a little commercial break. But first of all, let me, let me give the phone numbers and uh, you're going to come back and deal with an email or two. Uh, 416-360-0740. And then uh, anywhere in the province, toll-free, 1-866-740-4740. The Garden Show from Zoomer Radio, AM 740, 96.7 FM in downtown Toronto. Don't change stations just because the weather changes. Garden tips and advice all year round. This is The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio. All righty, Charlie, uh, we get uh, emails, and uh, so... We do, don't we? we. (laughs) (laughs) Frank, you're such Uh, a conductor. I'm I'm the orchestra, you're the conductor. Okay, let me sing this next one. Uh, Just got this this past week. Hi, Charlie. When dealing with insects... This is from Sheila Mitchell. When dealing with insects on a plant, I use the vacuum first to try to take away most of the flying insects. Because remember last week we had calls about white fly and all these different insects. So turn it off and then let those insects settle back down onto the plant. Then knock the pot with the spout of the vacuum and suck them up again. It does help to get rid of most of the active insects. Then you can wash the plant. Yours in gardening, Sheila. So actually, I think she's referring to fungus gnats, which are the insects that live in the soil. So when you bang the pot, they all fly up into the air. So And then she was like, obviously sucking them out of the air. Uh, we also talked about lessening your water, lowering your fungus quantities, and also using a sticky, yellow sticky sticks that will uh, catch a lot of those little flying insects as well. Uh, one more thing I just realized is I do have uh, an announcement for this Wednesday evening, December the 13th. The Riverdale Horticultural Society meets in the Frankland Community Center, which is 816 Logan Avenue, just south of the Danforth. At 7 o'clock, they have a regular meeting with a flower show. Everybody's there to pick up their pre-ordered poinsettias. And it's a social Christmas party, potluck, mini flower show, and a collection for the food bank. Okay. Ah, We have a call from uh, Mississauga. There's John. Good morning, John. Welcome to the show. Good morning, Frank. Good morning, Charlie. Good morning. 
I uh, actually I was out. I was hearing you on, on the car there. Um, actually, two things. Uh, you, you, well, not two questions, Frank, but two things. <laughs> I know. Uh, I just heard you about the Leafs, which uh, yes. you're hundred percent right. I I've been, as you know, I've been what, forty odd years, uh, you know, doing yes. this, and and I was waiting and waiting uh-huh. to spray. Oh. With diamond oil and lime sulfur now, yeah, Charlie. Yeah. I remember you telling yeah. me to do that. Yeah, good idea. And I did last Saturday. I was lucky. Oh, okay, yeah. I, I got up and I said, "What well, shall I do? It shall I not? It's it's zero. It's one. It's this and that." Yeah, yeah. But, it was but, mild uh, but I've done it. But I can I can relate to the the gentleman that he was talking to you about the plum tree and apple tree and so mm-hmm. on. Um, and and uh, and uh, as you know, I, I do that, Charlie. I I, I do spray yes. with dormant oil and sulfur, but do, maybe I don't spray enough. Well, timing is important, and that's why you were doing it in the fall because you definitely mm-hmm. do it in the spring as well. Yeah, oh, I do and, for sure now. And, and I mean, keep in mind that what that spray is going to do is it's going to kill spores and eggs that have overwintered on the tree. Mm-hmm. It, so and that's a good thing. But something can still fly in. You know, a week later, yeah. uh, you know, a coddling moth can fly in or, a, you yeah. know, things can happen. So it's not a guarantee to keep your, your trees crystal pristine for the entire growing season. It's just a very good start to the season because they go into the season clean but and I did, fresh. But I did the right thing, Charlie, that I did a little bit in the, in the fall, too. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And may I say, which I'm very proud to say, mm-hmm. you know how many, uh, out of two fruit trees, uh, Charlie and Frank? How many You pounds? know how many apples I had? Oh, Golden many? Delicious and Red Delicious? How many? I even weighed them. How many? How much? 500 pounds. <gasps> Holy moly. Holy moly is right. <laughs> 500 pounds, my dear. From two trees. Yes. Amazing. And, I, I, you know, I, I, I give to neighbors, I give to my son, my daughter, and blah, 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 you know. And, uh, but I keep them because I do a lot of juice. So, well, you, but, know, you know, uh, and some of them are small, which are perfect for my juice. Yep. And some of them are fairly sized. But uh, so in other words, my fruit are, are, are uh, how do you call it? The work is, is worth it. Uh, yeah. And that you're right. Great. It is a bit of work. But yeah, it's worth you. it. Well, it's interesting. Our last caller also is from Mississauga, Bob, uh-huh. and he's obviously having some issues with his fruit trees. So maybe he'll just be coming to visit you to uh, see, borrow some <laughs> exactly. apples yeah. and, and learn more about what you do. A fine example. Uh, well, you know, listen, he can't call me. And, you know, I, I, like, I like to help if I can. You know, know that's why I, I listen to you, believe me, every Saturday. Yeah, sometimes I, I don't call because sometimes either I'm on the road or whatever. Yeah, yeah. No, but, it's great uh, to hear from you. Anyhow, in conclusion, I. Uh, wish you uh, and Frank and all the rest uh, all the best for yeah, the holidays and Christmas you. and so on. Thank, thank you, very, you much. very much, John. You too. Thank you. Appreciate that. Okay, we're, uh, well, let's see. We got uh, about two and a half sure. minutes here. We can well, do this. We can fit in. Tom. All right. Tom in Woodstock. Uh, oh, I think he just hung up. Oh. <laughs> I think he thought the. Uh, it was something about a Christmas cactus. So yeah. call again next week. We're yep. happy to hear from you. Absolutely. Uh, I wanted to say a special thank you to Betty Haylock. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was here for Doors Open, whenever that was. I'm kind I'm of trying to recall the exact September, date myself. Maybe? I think it was in the fall. Anyway, she was here, and rec- she's an old buddy of yours, yep. right? So she recognized you, and we had a chitter-chatter. She took some photographs and sent uh, copies of photographs. So Merry Christmas to you, too, Betty, you and yours. You are very photogenic, uh, yes. my dear. Ah, yes, very. Yeah. So, um, yeah, good stuff. What's up? I'm going to go get a Christmas tree after this. After oh, I buy really? us breakfast, I uh, guess. But it's just toast, you know, dry toast. <laughs> I'm not feeling as wealthy as you. To buy. Yeah, right. <laughs> Thank you so much. And I, then it's, maybe steal one of your jams. Yeah, exactly. If they're free, you can have a jam. <laughs> um, but yeah, i got to get a tree. 
It's Christmas oh, tree day. Oh, yeah. And then maybe sure they'll come and decorate now, it for when me. Now, when you take that tree home, I've heard that you've, you know, a little water, you put it in yes. uh, at the base of the thing to put an aspirin in there. Is that, ever heard that? Yes, but you know, I wouldn't do it. No, okay. No, you, what you can do, it's that whole idea of feeding the tree. So sometimes people will put sugar or floral uh, preservative, you know, okay. the, oh, yeah, the we cut get flower the flowers, stuff. Yeah. yeah, that's basically sugar. So it's just adding a little glucose. Oh. It keeps, gives it a little freshness. Good idea. I wouldn't waste an aspirin. But the aspirin keeps the algae down. So either way. Okay. So thank you, Frank. Hey, it's thank been you, fun. Charlie. Well, I don't know where the hour went. Whew, that was fast. Thank you, Sebastian, wherever you are. He's run out of the room there, but uh, couldn't do it without him. And wow, excellent caller. So yep. keep it up. Some very good questions. Speak to you again next week. Thanks again. This has been an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. This has been an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.